Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. Surround yourself with good people and you'll be astonished how many more wonderful people will come into your orbit. Today's guest, Barb Tilson, came to me via the amazing Kristen Lems, and I'm thankful for it. Barb has had numerous affiliations, which made her a likely charmer for me. She's been a longtime participant of the People's Music Network, the Midwest People's Music Network, and the Children's Music Network. She's shared organizing stage and recordings with the likes of a number of people I've had as guests over the years, like Ruth Pelham, Sally Rogers, Sarah Pirtle, Bruce O'Brien, and many more. Her folk music passion was birthed in the early 1960s, grew and spread, eventually leading her to a long career in sharing songs with and nurturing music in the lives of kids. She's an activist and a dear heart, and she joins us via Skype from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Barb, thank you so very much for joining me today for Song of the Soul. Hello, Mark. It's great to be here. I'm finding this stacked high treasure trove of musicians just 90 miles away from me over in the Twin Cities. I read on your site that I guess maybe your first instrument was not the guitar. I think it was accordion at age 10. Whatever could have led you away from the accordion? (laughs) Well, I played accordion. I took lessons and played at family things for three years. And then at age 13, I started getting really interested in folk music and This was early 60s, and, you know, there was a whole revival and blooming of the folk music scene. It really spoke to me. Do you happen to remember when you shifted to the guitar, influenced by the whole folk music, that whole wave that came across in the 60s? What age were you when you wrote your first song? I think either 13 or 14. We used to go on these family hunting trips, and we were way up north near the Canadian border. And my dad, he was duck hunting, but he shot a goose. So we wrote a song, my sister and I, (laughs) to Tell Old Bill. That was the tune we used. Tell Old Bill, we put it, uh, Tell Pretty Pearl. It was my mom we were writing about, and we didn't want to put Tell Old Pearl because we thought that would be too mean. So. When she gets up this morning. So we just did the whole blow by blow account of this hunting experience. (laughs) It sounds like it's one that you still can perform. When's the last time you've performed it? I can't. I wish I could find the words. I can only remember a couple lines of it, but it was fun. And I I wrote kind of a love song and, you know, around age 16. But I really didn't start doing songwriting until later, until my early 20s. And then it was a real interest in writing about people's stories and people's history and struggles that were going on at the time and really connecting my music to efforts around, you know, peace and justice and 
That's been a very consistent thread throughout my life, whether I'm working with children or with adults. That all had its roots in those earliest times. Well, let's start looking at your music right away. How do you want to start off your Song of the Soul? I think Daughter Song, which I also call Molly's Song, is a really good one to begin with. This was in 82, and I really had a lot of conversations and just a a sense for the people around me, particularly people my age, who felt such despair and such hopelessness about the future with the threat of nuclear war and the situation in the world. And I didn't feel that myself. I felt much more hopeful. And I wanted to communicate the strength that we have when we organize and face things together. I was pregnant. This was with my youngest daughter. And this became a conversation kind of with her, a song to her about the generations, who we came from, and all the things that I list there. There's all different kinds of occupations and ways of describing people. They all are there because they are describing a person in on my side of the family or my husband's side of the family as far back as I know about and can go in the generations. So it's it's very specifically to her, but it's also a song to the community about surviving and making it through hard times. And it's called Daughter Song by Barb Tilson. You are a child of the river of people Forging new paths, flowing through time
destruction With great rising waves You are a child Of the river of song is by Barb Tilson, who's here with us today for Song of the Soul. Her website is barbtilson.com. Tilson, by the way, is T-I-L-S-E-N.com. The link, of course, on northernspiritradio.org. And that's from her recording for adults, and she's got some for children as well. That's from Sacred Ground also known as Molly's song. Now, Molly is the youngest daughter who was in utero at the time you wrote this? Yes. And I don't suppose you've ever duetted the song with her? No, but she is playing ukulele now, and so we do get together and both play our ukes and uh, sing songs with each other and to each other. A lot of people sing daughter song with me, so she has done that in groups for sure. I was looking through some of the professions. You've got all kinds of great things, including people, defenders, printers, uh, builders, makers. you got preachers in there, and since this is Song of the Soul, I thought I'd check up front what your religious, spiritual background, and, and by this, by the way, Barb, I'm not assuming just the positive stuff. I'm assuming childhood to what you are now, what you've checked out, researched, been influenced by positively and negatively. So uh, you got some preachers in the family? Well, there's my husband's great-grandfather was a preacher. 
and not really someone who was very connected to the family. But because I was knowing of him, I decided to put him in there. And then, but a lot of the words that I chose in this song have many layers of meanings. I also chose preacher as recognizing the ways that many people in my family and in the community reach out to each other with deep messages about the world. For some people, preacher is a negative term. On the other hand, there's people like you who, through your songs, you're telling it, sister. And I tend to look on it as a positive sort of preaching. It's just not narrow and doctrinaire or anything like that. So again, what's your background? I was raised Lutheran. I really have had my own spiritual path through the years. Right now, we're, well, for many years, we've been part of a temple. My husband's family is Jewish, and I never converted, but we decided that we would raise our children in the Jewish faith, and I looked for a temple that would take us as a mixed family. I find for me personally, there is not one particular form of worship or approach that I feel real connected to. It's more the way different faiths and different ritual intersect. That's where I find the sacred and the divine is in what is common in these different spiritual practices in the world. By the way, you refer, Barb, to your youngest daughter. Molly is the youngest of what? Of three. My oldest daughter is Becca, and I have a son named Eddie, and then Molly is our youngest. Well, let's keep moving on different songs. What would you like to share next? Next, I would like you to play uh, Waters of Life. As you've already said, Barb, you're a lifelong Minnesotan. This has been home for you all along, and at least uh, one of the verses here speaks very specifically about care for the environment in Minnesota. When did you actually write this one? I think it was in 1981, and originally I wrote it about acid rain. I had these experiences sitting by the ocean and being up in northern Minnesota on the North Shore. Just the parallel, the power of those two places, an ocean beach and the shores of Superior, really spoke to me a lot. And I I wanted to write about love of our earth and the importance of our environment and the quality of our water and the quality of our environment. This song, I I wish it could just be an old song I didn't really need to sing anymore, but we keep having these evolving issues, evolving threats happening. So I've written about climate change. I've written about the issues affecting the oceans. So I update it periodically. And this version now is the most recent one that I wrote. And it is from the recording Sacred Ground as well. It's called Waters of Life, Barb Tilson. Thank you. 
stars above me shine across the deep expanse. I watch with awe and wonder as waves keep steady beat. Silver moon, strong rhythm, I feel in my feet. Water's inky black, rising waves with crests of white. I feel deep within me this force of nature's might. But darker things than midnight change the water's hue. Oil spills, methane plumes, a drifting plastic stew. Coral reefs teeming with life, bleach and petrify. Oh, death in wild and tossing seas is death for you and I. Waters of life circle round the earth, gentle flowing streams, wild pound and surf, bright drops on morning leaves, deep winding rivers, oh great waters, ancient life Life 
fortunate to have Barb Tilson here today for Song of the Soul from Sacred Ground, that is Waters of Life. And as you said, Barb, you wrote it back in 1981, but you said this is the most recent edition. So how recently did you update this one? I wrote that, I think, two years ago. I wanted to write about pipelines in particular, so I added that into the Minnesota verse and just kind of update, you know, what's happening with ocean threats right now. So that was about two years ago, right as I was working on the sacred ground recording. I have the sense that, and you told me before we got on the phone, that you're retired, right? Only retired doesn't seem to mean sitting back too much. You're involved in a whole lot of activism yet? Yeah, I, I'm retired from my work as a teaching artist. I'm retired from having a daily working schedule anywhere else. It's given me the time to devote to my music in a different way than I have been able to. I, I have been a full-time musician for many, many years, but I was working primarily with children based in early childhood programs and in the uh, elementary public schools. I left that in 2014. It might be a good time to mention your connection. The thing that led me to you was when I interviewed Kristen Lems, she said, you have to talk to Barb Tilson, and that in particular, you were one of the founders of the Children's Music Network. I wasn't part of the original founding group, but I was present at the conference that that was organized at, the Songs of Freedom and Struggle People's Music Network, but I didn't get really involved in CMN for a couple of years but I, I was one of the founding members of the Midwest People's Music Network, which was also not directly affiliated with Songs of Freedom and Struggle, but it was like a sister organization to it. People's Music Network, Midwest People's Music Network, Children's Music Network. There's a lot of overlap of people. Our connections and network with each other has built through the years. So Kristen is an old friend from those days, and Bruce and Stuart, I know others we've talked about. Some people have a kind of a, a glancing visit to making music for children, particularly when they're children, they have children and start producing it, then sometimes that leads people into children's music. How did you get into the children's music aspect of folk music? I had been doing songs, especially with children in the family, but also in the community in the 80s. Just a little bit. My focus was much more on grown-ups. But a friend of mine was teaching a music class. It was kind of a piano readiness class in a private kindergarten in Minneapolis and needed to uh, leave in the middle of the year. This was in 1986. You know, knowing that I had been working with children, she asked me if I would be interested in finishing out the year for her and she showed me a lot of the material, the songs, you know, the different things that she was doing in that class and invited me, you know, she said if the center was interested in continuing and if I was interested in continuing that it could go on for some years. But that particular year, she was just trying not to leave them in, in the lurch mid-year. I worked there for a couple of years. I really loved it and decided in 92 that I was going to leave the other full-time work that I was doing and just start to do music full-time, working with children. So this was a class that had been for four- and five-year-olds, and I expanded it to include infant through six-year-olds. And I kept the name Sound Beginnings, which my friend had named it in the beginning. 
We're going to get to another of your songs, but first I want to remind people that you are listening to Song of the Soul on Northern Spirit Radio, our website, northernspiritradio.org, with 13 and a half years of our programs, interviews with all kinds of people that Barb Tilson knows, and we've connected indirectly through them. So finally, I'm connecting with Barb directly now. Those 13 and a half years of programs are on our site for free listening and download. We love it when you place comments with the program, so please go there, post a comment. There's also a donations button. That's how this full-time work is supported. It's by your donations. It's not by government. It's not by corporations. It's because of the support we get from you, our listeners. Above all else, I want to encourage you to support your local community radio station, Around where Barb is, KFAI is a really significant community radio station. On there, there's a program that's hosted by Ellen Stanley Weekly called Women Folk. I encourage you to track that down if you're in the Twin Cities area. Have you been on Women Folk, Barb? My songs have been part of Women Folk programs. And there's a couple of other KFAI programs that I've gone in and done. Don Olson's Northern Sun, and there's kind of an eclectic programming on uh, Sundays that I've been part of. So it's stations like KFAI and all the other wonderful community radio stations across the United States, some 37 of them who carry programming from Northern Spirit Radio. They need your support. They run on a shoestring, and they produce gold out of shoestrings. So please do support them. Again, Barb Tilson is here. Her website, barbtilson.com. Tilson is T-I-L-S-E-N. The link is on Northern Spirit Radio if you get it all confused. We were talking a bit about the Children's Music Network, Barb. That website is cmnonline.org. One of the reasons I especially want to mention that is because part of your work for nine years on the board with Children's Music Network was to curate some songs and resources gathering that. Could you say a little bit about that, Barb? Yeah, I was on the board for nine years, and I worked primarily as an online services coordinator and website manager for the CMN website. We added a lot of different features to the website, but the one that I feel especially connected to and proud of is now called the Song Library. When it first began, it was something we called the Peace Resources Pages. These were organized after September 11th. We had talked about putting some kind of resource of songs online for quite a long time, but at that particular point, it really became one of the things I devoted time to, to help people find songs on issues around peace and uh, nonviolence to do in their work with children. So our very first listings were up within a month of that tragedy. Over time, we added audio and we added lyrics and made a really beautiful listing of songs and resources. And uh, I left that position in 2009. So there's been a team of other people that have taken it new places. One of the really important things that they've developed is to make a song library that has several different songbooks in it. So the Peace Songbook is one of them, but there's also environmental songs and multicultural songs. Those are the three right now. And uh, the Peace Songbook and the Environmental Songbook are open to the general public. So I encourage people to go 
check it out. There's wonderful songwriters and really important songs there. And I've got the link on northernspiritradio.org. You can find the link directly to cmnonline.org slash songs. If you can remember that, go right ahead. Otherwise, just come to nordenspiritradio.org. And in the meantime, we're going to go on to another song. Let's keep moving through the songs. Barb, what shall we share next? I think Gentle Hands would be a really appropriate one right now. Of the songs I gave you, this is the only one that I didn't write, but it speaks so much to the ways I've worked with children The recording that you're going to hear is from my first recording, Make a Circle Like the Sun. It is me and the songwriter, Michael Delmain, singing. He first wrote Gentle Hands. He worked in one of the early childhood programs that I was doing music in, and he said that one of the days there was one of the young children there who just kept hitting other kids, and he kept saying to her, we don't hit with our hands here. We have gentle hands at this center. So he went home and he wrote this song to her, went back the next day and sang it to her, and it became this theme song for the centers that were associated with this program So he and I recorded it. It's the only recording right now that there is of the song, and it's a very special one. So here is Gentle Hands, written by Michael Delmain, performed here by Michael and Barb Tilson. Gentle Hands. Strong, hard-working hands Hands that play the music Of every instrument in the band These are not pinching hands Never pushing, hitting hands These are hands with a loving touch Hands that understand They can be Building hands and they can be making hands. These are not for fighting. These are not breaking hands. I want to have gentle hands. Celebrating, creating hands. Let us all join hands together. Remember we gentle hands let us all join hands together remember we hold gentle hands gentle hands here performed by michael delmain and barb tilson on barb's recording make a circle like the sun say something else about this song too that just speaks to the importance and the beautiful thing about networking and community that we've been talking about. So Michael wrote this song out of an experience with a child in his class. I learned it from him, through him and through my work in three of these schools that became kind of the theme song of those places. And then I brought it into CMN and taught people the song there. And, you know, being on my recording, it was a way to get that out. Now, some years later, one of the CMN members, after the Sandy Hook shooting happened, organized a community program for kids 
in that school and for their families. And Gentle Hands is one of the songs that she brought into the songs that they sang there. So it, it was so moving to me when she told me that. It just shows these threads of connection that we all have with each other and and how the songs move through us in these very beautiful ways in times that they are needed, that speak to the heart. Pass from one hand to another, from one voice to another. Yes. <laughs> Let's share another song right away, Barb. Why don't we do Blue Thumb, which is another of, of my children's songs. And it's obviously connected with hands, right? Hands to thumbs. <laughs> yes, we're having these underlying themes here. that <laughs> It shows there's connections in all different ways. But with Blue Thumb, I was writing a musical puppet show with a puppeteer friend of mine, Margot McCreary, and with a dear photographer friend, Gayla Ellis. We put our three different art forms together music and puppetry and photography, and made a show about what rain gardens are and what is happening to our water table and what is happening to our water and what we need to do about it. And our show was called Ring Around the Rain Garden. Blue Thumb is one of the songs that I wrote for the show to teach kids about what a rain garden is. You can imagine a six-foot-tall puppet named Ollie McNutt singing this song with me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in good company, Ollie McNutt and <laughs> and Barb Tilson singing Blue Thumb on her recording, Take the Seed. Come take a walk around my neighborhood You'll see rain gardens doing some good Designed to capture falling rain Keep it out of the sewer drain Neighbors planting, doing our part A labor of love right from the heart With my blue thumb I'll plant a rain garden Blue thumb gonna help it grow Blue thumb I'll plant a rain garden Water come down to the earth below Water come down to the earth below Cities are full of a lot of concrete Sidewalks, parking lots, buildings and streets Water runs off to sewers below But there's more hiding in the flow Gas and oil, lots of debris Stream to river to the big blue sea With my blue thumb I'll plant a rain garden Blue thumb gonna help it grow Blue thumb I'll plant a rain garden Water come down like a bowl Catch raindrops in the shallow hole Water will seep into the ground Getting clean as it filters Down, down Through the soil it will sink Deep roots give earth water to drink With my blue thumb I'll plant a rain garden Blue thumb gonna help it grow Blue thumb I'll plant a rain garden Water come down to the earth below Water come down to the earth below 
gardens are home, a habitat to frogs, snakes, toads, small critters like that. Hummingbirds, bees, and butterflies, a feast of flowers for the eyes. We share this earth, all living things, a blue thumb song we all can sing. With my blue thumb, I'll plant a rain garden. Blue thumb, gonna help it grow. beautiful vision of a thriving city, one that has its water and uses it well and turns it into garden. It's called Blue Thumb by Barb Tilson. BarbTilson.com is her website. The recording, Take the Seed, one of two children's CDs that Barb has produced. This, of course, then is originating from the Twin Cities, Minneapolis specifically? Yes, Does St. Paul have fewer rain gardens than Minneapolis? I'm just wondering about the competition between you. Uh, I I think they're thriving over there, too. My lyric in this song, when I say take a walk around my neighborhood, I live in Powderhorn Park, and there was a few years ago a community-wide effort to plant rain gardens And it was really, you still can see these little signs on people's rain gardens that say, hi, I'm a rain garden. And (laughs) it's really a good effort, so... Well, a number of our listeners, we, our programs go across the United States, are over in California, and we've been thinking of them as they've dealt with the drought and the fires, which have been so horrible. Of course, rain doesn't fall equally everywhere in the nation, and we're blessed with a fair amount of it here in Minnesota and Wisconsin. But as I think about rain gardens, I, I just say, how can I send a portion out of the basins that we collect off of our garage? How can I send that over to those needy people? I guess it's not that easy to do, but it, at least the wish is there. Right. Well, more music right away. We're getting very near the end of our hour. What should we share? Let's do even a single lamp kind of switch directions here. So this is back to my songwriting for adults. And I wrote this song in 1988. I was invited to sing at the 20th anniversary of the Honeywell Project, which was an anti-war group here that was challenging Honeywell's production of bombs. Their theme for their anniversary celebration was Gandhi's quote, Even a single lamp dispels the deepest darkness. And I was very moved by that quote, and I I decided I would write a song exploring that. So this is it. It's called Even a Single Lamp. Even a single lamp dispels the deepest darkness Tossing shadows up in flood Spark of hope 
Molten lava cools 
blossoms with new hope, ancient gift of fire, rhythms of the earth, from the ashes of the old, springs the promise of rebirth, even a single lamp dispels the deepest Barb Tilson, even though it has some verses, which uh, I'm afraid for me, Barb, they touch some of that deep distress in the world. There is so much of it, even though your message in the song is a positive one, that when we do provide light from our lives, that it does make the world, it overcomes the darkness. So, I ended up feeling real happy, but I'm, I'm afraid it was an awfully concentrated portion of reality, the negative side that is so hard to see in the past and to see going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you get dragged down by the news? I do at times, definitely. One of the things in that song, uh, it's really a grieving song for me. This is not in the lyrics in any way, but... My father had died a few months before that. I was really grieving his death so much when I wrote this. So I feel like that grief is underneath. But then there's also, just as in Daughter's Song, I feel like there is these very serious and deep places that we go, but we rise up. That is where the hope comes from, that we reach out to each other and we face it together and we rise. That's where that song left me, with that face turned to the future. It's important to do our grieving. Uh, Some people want to sweep things under the carpet and ignore them. But uh, I find that those piles under the carpet just make something that we trip upon. Uh, And so it's really important to face squarely the distressing things in the world and to go on from there. Well, we would like to share just one more song today for Song of the Soul, and we can conclude this visit to the music with Barb Tilson. With which song, Barb? We've Got the Right. That one, I'll just tell you quickly, it was selected as uh, one of the songs for the Justice Choir songbook which is a really wonderful resource to check out. Their website is justicechoir.org, and it's a collection of songs for the times now. I wrote it in 2010 after young people were arrested here when the Republican convention was held in uh, Minnesota, and there were some young people charged with very outrageous charges 
I was singing at a benefit for them. And I had just been very, very tired of the way that protest and un-Americanism was being combined in the media and from sources all around the country. I wanted to really sing about our basic right in this country to make change and the complete necessity to continue to make our world a better place. We deserve it and we have the right to it. I have a wonderful group of people who sang this song with me for my recording, so you'll hear them now. And so we're going to listen to that in a moment. But first, I, there's a couple other things that Barb has done that I just have to toss out some reference to before we get off the air. One of them is on the Children's Music Network, the cmnonline.org website. There's a link to a video of the song, Let the World Be Well. It's an amazing collage of singers, adults and kids, The song, I understand, is by Pam Duncan, and it's a wonderful, wonderful collage. Please follow the link about Children's Music Network on my site and watch that. One other thing I need to mention, this almost seems irreverent to go into this right when we're getting ready to go into We've Got the Right, and that is on Barb Tilson's website, barbtilson.com. There is reference to four albums. One album is actually a single. And it it stands alone as special. It's called Ballad of a Bank Robber. You want to say a word or two about that, Barb? Yeah, this is one of my oldest songs, actually. It's a true story. It's about a bank robbery done in a very creative way. I read about it in the newspaper in the late 70s. Just the story stuck with me because this woman robbed a bank by just wearing a see-through blouse and was never identified. And in case our listeners aren't completely clear, the teller, a man, never lifted his eyes from her breasts to see her face, and so therefore couldn't identify her afterwards. And so she got away free because she wore a see-through blouse. Uh, Men are such suckers. But... So you can find a link to that on Barb Tilson's website. But right now we're going out with the last song. This has got such great energy. I can just imagine hundreds of people singing this together. It's the kind of thing to spur people to great actions. And I thank you for doing that in so many different ways with all of your music, Barb, and for joining me today for Song of the Soul. It's been a real pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for including me. It's our privilege. Thank you so much. I've got production assistance on today's program from Andrew Jansen, and we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. We've got the right. We've got the right right. to organize. We've got the right right. to protest lies. We've got the right right. to survive, to make it right. We've We've got got the right. To make it right, we've got the right. From the start, from the start of our country, from the start, from the start, fighting tyranny, from the start, the promise to be free to make it right, we've got the right. To make it right, we've got the right. We've organized. We've organized, we've organized, sweat and tears, we've organized, we've organized, we hold dear to make it right, we've got the right.
it right. We've got the right at the heart, at the heart. of democracy. At the heart, at the heart. responsibility. At the, heart. at the heart, it's up to you and me to make it right. We've got the right to make it right. We've got the right. We've got the right. We've got the right to organize. We've got the right. We've got the right to protest lies. We've got the right. We've got the right. Eyes on the prize to make it right. We've got the right to make it right. We've got the right to make it right. We've got the The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.